Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. We've got Denny Widler from the Nine Network coming up shortly. Uh, now, Loz just pointed something out that's, I think, worth mentioning in regards to the Newcastle Knights, and that's their draw for the opening six weeks of the season. So they've got the Warriors away to start this Friday night. It's in Wellington, across the ditch. Uh, then they go and play the West Tigers at Leichhardt. Then they come home and face the Dolphins, Canberra. Then they go to Mudgee and play Manly. And then they come home and play the Warriors again. So out of those six games, you would think they should be four and two. Let's, And that might even be being generous, Loss. But we're just talking about teams under pressure. And we know the Knights have you know, got a fair bit of heat on them. Big positional change, putting Caelan Ponga in the halves. Lockie Miller gets a chance at fullback. Jackson Hastings gone there. That is what, what do you so minimum four wins they need? It's a good draw. It's a good draw, and you need four out of six hmm. with that type of draw. Um, in Newcastle, they do come into the season under plenty of pressure, uh, and in particular their coach Adam O'Brien. Uh, but any time you've got the Warriors twice and the Dolphins within the first six weeks, and you've got the wooden spooners of last year, the Tigers. I know that they've recruited a lot um, better and they'll be stronger this season. You, you've got them in round two. So you'd think the Tigers will be better in round eight than what they will be in rounds one and two. So this is a good draw for Newcastle. If they're anything less than six from th- well, three from six... They're in all sorts. Trouble. Trouble tonight's trouble. They're, they're going to be over nearly 50% or better after six weeks. Oh, they're not 50%. They're, they're, it's going to be big issues. Oh. Like, if you, if, if you had to design a draw and you ask for who do you want to play early, I mean, that's probably as good as it gets. Yeah, and then they've got, yeah, the Panthers in round seven, but that's in Newcastle. But even their away game to Man, uh, yeah, against Manly, that's in Mudgy. Mudgy, so it's not like you're going to travel no, down to Brookie. And and at Mudgy, they, they could have more support there than Manly. So uh, I just think for Newcastle, they have to be nearly. You know what? It's probably four. Four's the pass mark. Yeah, you you be wanting four, and <laughs> they could win all six really if they're fair dinkum. Well, they could. But if you give them four out of six, that takes the pressure off straight mm. away. But if they're only three or you know, you know less than four, you know, how do you, how do you start to recover from that? Thing because is, the drums start to beat louder and louder and louder. I look at the game Friday night over in New Wellington against the Warriors. I don't think I'll be tipping them. I think the Warriors. I know it's Wellington, but still back in New Zealand. I think we're going to have to tip the Warriors. I'll have a look at the teams first. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, now, get the game you want when you want this NRL season on KO. 12 Panthers games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial. And, of course, we'll get all the team news later this afternoon. How are you, Denny? I'm a bit fluey, actually, I have to say. Um, Man, it's a long season. Yeah. Oh, I know, it's not a good start. Not COVID, yeah. Denny. I, I uh, tested 
uh, yesterday and today, no. Right. But I have been around a lot of footballers who are sniffling and whatever else, and uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess uh, it's that time of year when you're just you're meeting a lot of people all of a sudden. So, mm. Mm. but I'm, I'm I'll be fighting fit. I'll be fighting fit, ready to go. Yeah, I'm worried. It's round one. I know. It's round one. I We're know. not even through it. I know. I know. Long, long season ahead. Mm. Long season ahead. I tell you who thinks <laughs> long term, though, Denny. The Roosters certainly think long term. They've signed a couple of handy players Spencer Lenu, Dom Young. Where do they get the money from? <laughs> oh, see, now, there, there is a lot of um, rooster bashing at the moment, isn't there? Mm. Um, you know, the old uh, the Mexican music's playing as they dance around <laughs> the, the salary cap sombrero. Um, I think the Roosters actually just do it pretty smart. Now, I, um, even though I was off yesterday, I made a couple of calls about the, uh, the Spencer situation. And look, from what I've been told, um, he's going to be there on a two-year deal uh, worth around a million bucks. Now, that's not huge money for a, a quality front rower. Um, I think that he could have signed longer, but he decided that he only wanted a couple of years so that, um, you know, he can go for an even bigger price down the track. Um, the Roosters were uh, happy to get him at that price. Um, he's he's not... Look, he's a very good player, but you've got to remember, he, he doesn't start for that Penrith side, does he? You know, he's, he's, um, he's, he's probably, um, you know, just a rung below... Leotas and a fair way below still Fisher Harris is, you know, if he's not the best club in the game, I don't know who is. Uh, I'm just reversing, boys. Sorry about that. Um, and um, if if you know if you get him get a player like that for a million bucks, um, I think that's not a bad signing for two years. And I don't know if you could have got more elsewhere. You always hear that about the Roosters. I don't know, but they were very keen on um, Flegler as well. Uh, but I think he's asking prices around seven fifty, eight hundred, and he's also got a uh, a family situation which I'm not going to go into uh, in in Brisbane, which he needs to be on top of. Uh, so I don't think he was ever really a chance of coming to Sydney. So they've they've got Spencer, and look, he he's a good player, and he's the upside is young. Um, I guess if you talk to clubs around the place, what he what he's got to do is. Um, He's got to work on his game fitness um, and his ability to play long minutes at a top level, uh, at a high level. And that's that's where, uh, I don't know, it's not a gamble from the Roosters, but, I mean, he's a player who, um, you know, has he's got more in him and the Roosters will try and bring that out of him. While we're talking more Roosters, Joseph Swali'i, uh, what's I, the latest... Yeah. Look before, I, sorry, before I get that, obviously it means that um, Big Jared either he's going to be retiring, uh, which which is you know an end to a fantastic career, or or go to play in Catalans um, overseas. But I think that the vibe at the moment is potentially retiring. I, look, he he has been an absolute warrior for that for that club. Um, you wouldn't meet a nicer bloke off the field than Jared Warrior Hargreaves. I, I see him around the place. Uh, I've seen him for years, just, you know, bumping into him at restaurants and whatever else. 
and he is so engaging. Uh, like I've got uh, kids, and he'll always take his time out to have a chat to them uh, and be genuine in his in his inquiries. And he's a he's a terrific bloke. He's a madman on the field, um, but obviously, I don't, I don't think Spencer is the same sort of player as him. But if that if that means that it's the end of Jared at the end of this year. It's been a wonderful career, and he deserves praise. And now, with um, Joseph Suali, the price for him next year uh, in his contract that he has, where he's got an option in his favour, is seven hundred thousand um, dollars, which is pretty good for a teenager. But I feel like that might be a bit light. Laurie, I reckon he's worth more. Yeah, I think he is, Denny, and I think yeah, he's I worth more to uh, rugby union as well. Yeah. What's he worth to rugby? Oh, I, think pay, I think they'd pay him a million plus easily. Yeah. Easily. Well, wasn't there talk of two million? There was. Uh, I don't know whether anyone... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Do can they, two can they, bucks can they one player? Pay someone well, two million. Has, has rugby got any money? Well, that's what I... I, I don't know. Is I, it I, about money for him at this age, though, <clears> Denny? Well, look... Like, don't get, a, don't get me wrong. I, you, to say that, uh, yeah. it, it, yes, everyone's, everyone's got a mortgage. Well, or everyone's got South, bills. Well, to, so, to the Roosters. But did he go from South to the Roosters because of money? Oh, I think it would have played no. a lot, lot of it, wouldn't it? That would have been oh, a big I part think, of it. I think the re- reason he went from South to the Roosters was the Roosters were willing to cop this contract that yeah, he's got. to give him the option. <clears throat> yeah, where he's got... Sorry. <clears throat> he's got options in his favour all the time. He's got... A very unique contract, and you know, it's a very probably for the Roosters a very annoying contract now because mm. he is such a good young player. Oh, he's a good um, and look, he's he's. I mean, it's not it's not too big a thing to say he's he's rugby league's next next big thing, isn't he? Oh, um, I would I would assume. Well, that, if he stays like on he, the that, that's my he's point. On. He's gonna he's he's a million dollar player every day of the week for for ten years. If he At doesn't, least, if he doesn't, if yeah. he doesn't get injured, marketing, other endorsements, oh. like it's a no-brainer. So that's what I'm saying right here, right yeah. now. Yeah. I think he's got to pick the sport that he loves, that he's yeah. invested in, that he wants yeah. his future. Like he's had enough time now. He's had rugby yeah. as a kid. He's given rugby league a crack, and I think he's got to make his choice now based on where. What's his dream? Yeah, I, I think yeah. he. I think he likes rugby. He likes rugby well, over oh, rugby well, league. I, I, no, I think he likes both, but I think I think rugby would be a genuine. Then uh, I think he, I think he should be making that call to, now to, to, to go and play for the because he's now sampled. He's now seen both sports and knows. He, he's and unfortunately, yeah. well, you tell me, can yeah. you play both? No, you, you can't, can't play both. No, can't Not at the highest level. But we've always spoken on this program too. You just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, true. So so you can say, oh, well, stay for the seven hundred. Yeah. When someone's offering you one point two, one point three. Yep. You go out and bust your leg. Yep. That's the you risk you take, don't you? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Exactly, it's exactly so. right. And, it, and, and guys, he comes from a, a big family um, where, I mean, not to make it too blunt a point, but he's he's going to be the earner for that family, isn't he? Um, so, and he's a family-orientated guy. And, I, you know, there's an element of that as well. Like, mm. if you're from a big family and there's pressure on you to, to make money um, and suddenly another code's throwing double maybe what you could earn in in your sport, you've got to look at that. I mean, ultimately, if he's really interested in money, he, he ignores all that and goes to European rugby. That's huge money over there. Are, are you thinking along the same lines as me here, Denny, that if he stays in the league, it's with the Roosters? 
or do you think there's an opportunity or another club out there that would outbid the Roosters for Swally? Oh, well, look, I, I think like, I know the Roosters are frustrated with this negotiation, and they won't be they won't be played. But I do think that he has uh, an affinity with Nick Politis. Um, I know that they spend time together. You know, he's he. Joseph Suwali has gone out of his way to spend time with Nick Politis. So he knows that you know, who the king is, right? Mm. So in rugby league, uh, yeah, I think it's the Roosters. South had that contract for him uh, for a 2.7 over three. Um, but I, I feel like the Roosters will eventually will be able to match that. Um, but the other issue is where does he play? Where do you play him? Well, Tedesco is um, going to be there for another couple of years and you know Manu wants to play fullback too doesn't he at some point yeah so they've got they've got two of the best potential fullbacks in the game and they've also got Joseph Suali in the background so that's the other issue right so yeah it's, it's fascinating but I, I'm not going to pretend to know what is in Joseph's mind but mm. I do know that um, rugby yeah rugby must have an appeal um, the dollars would be appealing um, in in either a wallaby sense or a um, or a, a European rugby sense, and look if it's but he'd put he'd put the wallabies back on the sporting map. You know, all of a sudden, like I know as a news service, we'd be down at wallaby every wallaby session. You know that we can be. I mean, we are at a lot of them anyway. But you know, to watch his development and hear him speak, and you know, listen, you know, watch his, you know, what a player he could be. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of reason why rugby should go really hard. Well, he brings at it. profile straight away. Brings profile. Him and Eddie Jones game. suddenly gives yeah. character to the sport again. I mean, you'd remember, you guys would remember when uh, Dell sells. You know, the turnstiles are clicking for Wendell. Yeah, yeah the Dell still tells us. <laughs> yeah, he tells everyone. Um, and, and Lottie uh, and Matt Rogers and you know, we, as a as a newsroom, we were down at. Waratah's training every session or every week and they, they were smart. Their media guy would put Lottie up one day, Matt up Rogers up the other day, then we'd hear from Wendell and you're getting saturated with these former leaguies um, talking about rugby and it, rugby needs something like that, mm. that desperately. Yeah, I agree. But he talked to us about the Dragons. Uh, they're loud and proud saying their culture is fine. Do you yeah. believe that's the case? Does anyone? Well, it hasn't been a great preseason. Well, it hasn't been a great few seasons, yeah. has it? Yeah. I mean, that, if you if you want to, uh, if you're looking for a team that leads the way in off-field rubbish, it's the Dragons. That's what they've excelled at, um, and they've got to turn that around in a hurry. Now, look to their credit, a couple of those players are involved in that heated exchange. Um, face the media yesterday and they, they owned it, which is a, a good thing to see. But other elements of that club were saying that they don't have a culture problem. Now, we're not, we are not you know, in that environment every day uh, to judge whether or not there is a culture problem in that club, but we only see the court cases and the other drama that they, they're enduring and it's, it sure smells like there's a problem there. And until they acknowledge it, uh, they can't turn it around. Nico Hines uh, opened up yesterday, Denny, about what he's been dealing with uh, with the impending sentencing of his mother. 
incredible. Um, now, if you're talking about a good culture uh, in terms of an individual being a, a leader in a club, Nico Hines has emerged as one of the most impressive young men uh, in the NRL in a, in a rapid space of time. He's, he's really um, uh, embraced his leadership role there. I know how much work he puts into that. And the way he handled himself um, <clears throat> in a very difficult family situation, very difficult. Uh, and the fact that he was able to speak about it and how he wants to be an example for other, um, I guess, Indigenous kids who are facing a difficult time in their lives, I can't begin to praise him enough. I mean, he, he, he really blows me away in terms of his character. Oh, he's a great role model for the game, Nico Hines, and he had a fantastic season last Tremendous. year winning the Dallium medal, and I hope he has another strong season this year, and hopefully he'll be there in round one when they take on South Sydney on Saturday night. Um, I don't think he's going to play. Like he's not going to play? Well, I don't think so. Yeah. So. yeah, that's a massive blow for the Sharks. Massive. Um, have you done your top eight, Denny? I'm, I'm driving, so I can't reference it, but um, no, I, from I memory... No, I can tell you, uh, put one, okay. one, one club in that wasn't there last year into the top eight. And you've left one out, and Loz is not going to be happy about the club you've left oh, out. Sorry, Loz. Oh. Look, I think I put Manly in there, didn't I? Which were yeah. were not in there. I'll, I'll, I'll give it for our listeners, Denny. So you've got the Panthers. Yep. Is this Roost- in order? Yeah, this is in order. Panthers, Roosters, Souths, Cowboys, top four. Sharks five, Paris six, Manly seven, Melbourne Storm eight. Pretty good. Pretty good. You eight. Go, you're, you're going Penrith again. Uh, well, that's my GF. I'm going. That, I'm going same GF. Finish. That's my finish for the season. Right. I, I I keep speaking to people who know the game, and um, I don't pretend to be a an, a great tipster, but they keep mentioning Souths to me. Uh, they keep saying Souths are going to be a, a real force this year. Uh, I guess it depends on they South supporters. Uh, because <laughs> no, no. I reckon the Tigers are going to be as well. Uh, <laughs> what do you miss, but <laughs> uh, mate, stop ringing Rusty Crow and ask him how Souths are going to go. We we got uh, that. Uh, <laughs> Come on, the Tigers. Uh, look, look, just I hope sneak for in your there. Sake, I hope for your sake that they. Yeah, me too. The Manly. Um, look, I've spent a bit of time with Manly um, uh, in this in the in few weeks. I've been back at work. And gee, they, they, they're impressive in terms of the spirit they have. Um, I was down there the other day for their... They, they raised a fair bit of money for Bear Cottage by um, shaving their heads. Um, and Oh, the, you look the, great, by the way, Denny. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Well, Denny, if, if uh, Tom T plays 20 games, they play finals. Yeah. but I, I spoke to Cherry about that, and he he's... I know, I know words are cheap, but he's saying that um, they've figured out how to win without Tommy. They're confident of that now. So they feel like they can do it. And they've got some really, really good young kids coming through. Um, and I don't know. They, oh, I thought they'd really struggle with the whole Pride jersey situation, the, the split um, and all of that. But I I went down there. I've, I've seen how happy they are. I went, I went out of coffee with Anthony Seabold. Again, a great. He's a great talker. Uh, I came. I came away from that convinced that they've worked really hard on connection and unity in the off season, 
um, and they've done a lot of stuff together. And they're, they're, they're saying that that whole situation won't affect them. And they've got some good kids coming through. So, yeah, they, they could be anything, Manly. I, I wouldn't discount them at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they'll have a big year. But as I said before, if Tom plays over 20 games, I just can't see how they don't play finals football given the record that they've got when he plays yep. against when he, he doesn't play. But all teams... Okay, work... what, happens, what happens if he gets busted and you know, we don't want that you know, halfway through nah. the season? Oh, yeah, I think it'll be a struggle. I okay, so you reckon they're still... You oh, I think, still I think you're right together. in what you said about a couple of good young players. I, I really like a couple of the young outside backs they've got. Well, uh, weren't you going to be coaching there? What's that? <laughs> weren't you supposed to be coaching there? Yes, yes, I got knocked back. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's still That's an hurts. outrage. Still hurts. But anyway, Eagle, can you give us a bit of Eagle Rock? <laughs> John O'Ken. Well, <laughs> well, you were just telling us that you're a singer when you were young. Yeah, yeah. Do I get Didn't paid? Play Eagle an Rock was. Oh, I used to hate that song when it used to blare out at Bookvale Oval. Mm-hmm. Like you're not coaching there. What's that? Oh, no, I would have loved it if I was coaching. He walked into his meeting singing it. Mm. But just, I was just about to say, everyone talks about connection at this time of the year, Danny. Won't you have lost three in a row? See how connected you are. Well, how good the that's, culture is. That's when you've got to be connected. Yeah. We've got a great culture until we're none from four. Yeah. Oh, now we've got a horrible culture. You're connected in backstabbing the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, looking forward to it, round one. Thanks so much. Thanks, gents. Oh, wicket. Wicket there over uh, England against New Zealand. So England chasing on the final day here. They need 258 to win this second test. After uh, New Zealand followed on, remember, uh, and England started the day needing 210. Well, they've lost an early wicket here. That's, yeah, that's a night watchman. Oh, yes, they had Ollie Robinson in yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, so that, he's been, that's a good result. Okay, so he's been caught brace will bold Southie for two. What, yeah. what was that shot? They've just told him to go out there and try and get as many runs as you can. He tried to smack it over mid on. Back of a length. Yeah, not a great shot. But anyway, good result for England. You want him out. Do we? Yeah, that was... uh, I know he's a a tail ender, but seriously, wouldn't you try and just frustrate them? Mm, Don't know. Well, it's not like they only need 210. They don't need all day. The way England's batting, they'll want to get them in 25 overs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talking of the cricket, I know we spoke about it a little bit yesterday, but what about that game... On the weekend, have you ever seen anything like that with the women's? Well, I missed it at the okay. time, oh. but I've heard all about it. So Sorry. this is in the WNCL. Oh, I just missed that. That was a good delivery. Uh, this, yeah, so this is underway now. This the final day, but uh, yeah, in the final between Tasmania and South Australia in the the women's national cricket league on the weekend, which is the women's one day state competition, isn't it? Uh, Tassie won by one run via the Duckworth Lewis method. Player of the match Sarah Court four for thirty. Now, she bowled the last over, is that correct? And they needed, I think, five. Five, yes, that is correct. Or four or five balls. Something like that. Unlosable. Unlosable. Not so true. Yeah, she's a good bowler, though, as well. Very good. Quite fast for the girls, very accurate. And again, that's that pressure, isn't it? Last over, you just don't know. You get first couple of balls are key, I reckon. Uh, uh, One I remember like that. In a similar vein, I guess. I think it was early 90s, very early 90s. Bruce. Um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've got to stop you. Hang on. Go. Did you just see that? No, I missed it. Okay. So Tell this us what happened. Ollie Pope is on zero. He's faced mm. one ball. He played and missed the first ball. Just have a look what he's done. Second ball in a test match. Look at this. Charging. Oh, my gosh. What's what, he what, doing? What is that? And then he left it. 
Do you charge leave it or do and you a let play go. A shot? Oh, that's incredible. That's Basball right there. What's Going the, down the wicket what's on the zero in a test. Days? I don't know. That trying to mix up Tim Southey's length, maybe, but yeah, it looks like there's just swinging a little. It looks overcast there in New Zealand, so there's a little bit of movement. This is the thing. No matter how many runs you're chasing, you just got to give yourself a chance. If they play like this, New Zealand could bowl them out for a hundred. But England at the moment, they're so confident. Oh, oh my goodness! Again. What's he doing? Mate, anyway. Yeah, I hope they bat like this Bring England against ashes. Australia. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they try and charge Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Josh Josh Hazelwood, Scott Boland. I hope they do that against the Aussies. Oh. I think it was, yeah, Bruce Reid about 1990 oh 91 at Bill Reeve. Australia needed two off the last over to beat New Zealand. Right. Mate. And, and Chris, Chris Pringle bowled a maiden to Bruce Reid. Mate, you can't be doing that on the final day. Well, when you're when on zero, come, when you face come, two balls. Yeah, you've come into bat. Yeah, that's the game's hard enough, mate. When you when you like us, I've always said when you swim between the flags, the game's hard enough. When you try and you know do things that have never been done in the game, even if it's successful for a minute, it's hard for it to last. Give us a call thirteen fifty three fifty three. We've got Peter on the line. G'day, Peter. How are you? Hey boys, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. What do you want to talk about? Mate, that last over of the WNCL. That's, have you ever seen anything like it, Clarky? Uh, well, we're just talking about it then. Not too often. Like generally, when you watch these 2020 tournaments, it's normally the the bowlers that fail under the pressure. Like the batter will just just get get the game as deep as you can, take it to the second last over or the last over, and then the bowler normally misses that their execution, bowls that full toss or gets it wrong, and the batters generally generally win. So, unbelievable skill. Under maximum pressure to be able to execute like she did, Un- amazing, amazing win, mate. That's that's one of the proudest things I've ever been. Yeah, that, I, I stood next to your dad when you scored your, your uh, top score in in uh, Sydney. I've known your dad for a while. We used to play down at your indoor cricket centre, and my old man would have went. Yeah, well played. <laughs> been something, yeah, not like, nah, you got dropped four times. Yeah, yeah. Or... Sorry yeah. to interrupt, Peter. I've just been told. So you're Sarah's father. Who That's bowled correct. the final over. That's correct. No yeah. wonder you were proud yeah, as Yeah, you should be, Pete. You should Mate, be. I stood next to your dad and I seen the biggest smile of any man I've ever seen in my life. And I said to him, how does that feel? He said, um, effing believable. <laughs> nah, that's, nice that, that's how I was when we we watched it, you know. Like, which is, Sarah's a New South Wales girl, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, she she moved over to Adelaide and she she played Test cricket for Australia and she had some health issues and she gave it all away. And mm. She didn't she hated cricket, hated it, and didn't want to play. And then she got her body right, she got a mental state right, yeah, and now she, mate, she's loving every minute of it again. It's the best thing I've ever been involved with. Yeah, well, I hope she celebrates, yeah. Pete, because again, like I say. It, I think that's where you get to see the worth of a player under maximum pressure because no matter how hard you train, to be able to execute, that's mental strength, mental discipline. So, yeah, so you should be proud, what, mate. What I know was, it's in the family. Don't worry. It's in your family, that cricket blood. But um, yeah, she's, she's certainly done herself very proud. 
mate. I'm just so happy for her to go to where she was to where she is now. Yeah, great to hear. Like to beat the demons, you know. Yeah. The, those demons are bloody awful things, Clarky, aren't they? Oh, mate, they're, tell they're me fun. about it. I'm living with them every day. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go away when you get older as well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, no, hey, hey, Pete, before you go, what was your confidence levels like in that last over, yeah. at the start Mate, of the you, over. You know what, Loz? I knew she'd win. I, I spoke to her the day before. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, look, you know, in, in 10 over, in, when you ten, bowl your 10 overs, your second over is probably the most important over you're going to bowl. Because mm. everybody's going to watch and see what you do in that second over. Your first over is, is always a warm-up sort of thing. Yeah. But when it comes to the last couple of overs, those girls have got that already in their mind that you're bowling at the stumps. Mm. And if you if they miss, you hit. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's exactly what she did. I, knew, I, I mate, to be honest with you, Loz, yeah. I was I was not doubtful, but I knew she'd win. I knew, I just knew where she was in that place, you know. I just yes. thought she's gonna win this right. for sure. If she had the same confidence as that, Pete, no doubt. Poof. Yeah, she, she would have been feeling that confidence yeah. well, uh, but, going into that the, last over. You know but. what it's like, Loz? That's what you want in sport. Oh, when, you, when you're at your best, you actually, like, we always say you want to be batting when you're three yeah. for 20. Yeah. You want to be bowling when it's, it's, everyone thinks it's unwinnable. Give me the ball and I'll win, yeah. I'll win the game for us. Yeah. That's the feeling yeah. when you know you're at your best. Yeah. And that, that, she got a run out there where the girl slapped her straight back at her. Um, Oh, you there, Pete? Pete? Yeah, mate. Sorry, yeah, sorry guys. Mate. Run out where she, um, where she slapped the ball straight back at her, right? And that's the old indoor cricket club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was reflex. And she said, I said, did you mean to do it? She said, I think I did. Yeah. I <laughs> Muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, indoor, I owe a lot to indoor cricket. Don't worry about that. It helped me Bloody a lot in my career. All the cricketers do, mate. All my kids do. Yeah. They were brought up on it. So. Yeah. Done well. No, guys, yeah, thanks for calling, Pete. Unreal. Congratulations too, mate. You well should be done, proud. Pete. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Peter. Good on you, mate. Uh, Just on the text line here, a few different random ones. Uh, Firstly, this one. Uh, Morning, lads. Please give a shout-out to the racing community in New South Wales for the generosity shown to our son, Jack Darcy. Uh, Jack had an awful accident on Boxing Day, which has left him in the spinal unit in Prince of Wales at Randwick. The great Ty England's also involved, and a special thank you to the outstanding staff at the Prince of Wales Spinal Unit, Dead Set Legends. Jason from The Rule sending that one in. Uh, good on you, Jason, and certainly thoughts to uh, Jack and everyone there, and uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, he comes through that. But, uh, yeah, awful, and they do a great job there at the, at the spinal units, wherever they are. Uh, more here on the text line, 0419 uh, Yeah, just in, fr- in regards to Joseph Swali, he, he was there watching the Waratahs-Brumbies game Friday night. Is that a sign? Asked Denny from Maitland. Well, he's got a lot of mates uh, from his time, obviously, at the King's School as well, in high school, um, who I'm pretty sure a couple were playing in that game on Friday night, so no doubt he was there supporting them as well. But, you know, you can take from that. What you will. Uh, Swali'i is Falau without the baggage. Absolute no-brainer for Rugby Australia to raid the, the piggy banks for him, says Mitch from Tamworth. Um, oh, yeah, this one. Morning, lads. Adam O'Brien will be the, will be the first coach to be shown the door. They are no chance. Uh, the Knights, I think that's half a text message that's come through there. But, uh, yeah, we spoke about the Knights earlier. And their need to start well, considering their draw in the first six weeks of the season. Uh, we got Silver on the line. G'day, Silver. 
Yeah, how are you going, fellas? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. What do you want to talk about? Oh, mate, just looked at the um, NRL roster, uh, the draw for the NRL roster for, for this year, the first 10, 10 rounds. Mad South Sydney supporter. Um, mate, if we, we could finish in uh, with 10, 10 to 12 points in that first 10 rounds, South Sydney will go on to win it. You look at who we play in the first 10 rounds. Penrith twice, Melbourne twice, Brisbane, Cronulla, Roosters, Manly. There's only one game that we've got that's probably a sure thing. It's probably the Dolphins. So if we can stay, uh, if we can get at least 10 to 12 points in the first 10 rounds, mate, we're a few in. Gee, that is a tough draw. That is a tough draw. Mm. Oh, it's a tough draw, mate. But um, we'll... We love adversity, mate. So, I, I think South are in for a big year, Silver. I, I, I think they're well positioned this year compared to where they were last year. I think if they stay injury free, in particular Latrell, uh, he helps pushes them into the top four. As long as they defend a bit better, uh, you know, I, I, they've got no um, trouble with the way they attack. Although one question mark would be. They rely a lot on that left edge, but whatever it's working, I suppose you continually use it. But I'd just like to see them add another aspect to that that, that style of their game, to the attacking part of the game. Um, Cookie looks to be in brilliant form, but defensively, that's where they've got to aim up. And I think if they've got a strong constitution to hard work in regards to their tackling, I, I can see South being a real contender this year. These first 10 rounds are going to be very important to us. Like I said, if we can get 10 to 12 points out of the first 10 games, we're riding up with a big chance. But anyway, listen, I've been listening since Radley and Trent early in the 90s, mate, and love the, love the show and um, yeah, never miss it if I can get, you know, like I work in the pitch, so sometimes we can't get it. But, mate, love the show. But, yeah, mate, get on the... Get on the bunnies. Good on you, Silver. Thanks for giving us a call, mate. Thanks so much, Silver. Now, what's going on here, Clarky? Because Ollie Pope's come in. He's charged uh, twice down the wicket. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. To block it. 59 for two. He's still not off the mark. He's just swinging a little bit. Tim South, he's just got it moving a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rush is. Like that's the other thing as well. I, I get the whole play with intent. It's the same as watching the Aussies bat at the moment. I understand the you want to look to be scoring, but that you don't have to score in boundaries. Hmm. You're allowed to, you know, front foot punch the ball through cover for two. You're allowed to drive it back down the ground. You're allowed to, you know, hook the ball, stay on top of the ball, hit, hit along the ground, down to finally just to get into your innings. Once you've got twenty balls, thirty balls under your belt. Hmm. The game's a lot easier as a batsman. I just I don't know why we see so much aggression or so many risks taken at the start of your innings when it's the hardest time to bat. But they need, they need 199 England to win. Um, but there's enough happening. There's just enough movement. So New Zealand will be thinking one more wicket here and then they've got to get Joe Root out early. He's the key. Baz ball on the back foot pup. There's another wicket. Yeah, three down now. Again, just a rubbish not quite shot. short enough to cut, yeah. But it's this trying to score so quickly at the start of your innings. You just it, it happens against decent bowling on wickets that are not it's not a one day pitch or a twenty twenty pitch. There's a little bit of movement. It, shot selection is 
so hard at the start of your innings. But again, this is the wicket. I think Joe Root. So 59 for three, England. Joe Root now at the crease. So two new batters. Pope zero, Root zero. If they can get him early, then I think it is game on. For this the is Kiwis. where it gets interesting because they've backed themselves to play every ball and have yeah. a crack. And Ollie Pope's zero from 10 and he's charged about eight of them. Yeah. And missed it. Yeah. Well, let's see if Joe Root pulls out that little reverse sweep that he played when he was on oh. 10 in the first innings. <laughs> that was in the first test, wasn't it? That yeah. was in- incredible. But so 3-4-61, uh, England chasing this 258 for victory on the final day in Wellington. Luke Marlowe uh, with DS in Melbourne going to a lunch for the late Dean Lester. We've got du- Luke Marlowe is hosting Racing HQ today. How are you, Lucas? Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Uh, happy to jump in today, particularly when uh, DS is going down there for such a, a great cause. I know that Tabcourt bought a table today there as well for the Dean Lester celebration of uh, of his life. It's been a tough few weeks for the racing community with the loss of such a popular person, guys. So I hope everyone has a fantastic day down there uh, today for Dean. Um, we've got a big show coming up. Uh, looking forward to chatting to Adrian Bott. Richard Callender is a regular on a Tuesday. We'll speak to him. And then we'll focus on the country championships, guys. Ron Stubbs, Paul Massara, both qualifying horses at Albury and Tamworth over the weekend. And Ryan Maloney will join us as well, fresh off that uh, Group 1 surround stakes win aboard uh, the classy sunshine in Paris. Boys, I was in there for Racing HQ Saturday. Hey, Loz, you weren't actually sooking for a change. I uh, wasn't looking for Saturday. A what, happened? what happened? You were right about the aircon. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> well, there's a fan yeah, in what? here now. <laughs> I've got the <laughs> fan happening in yeah. here this morning. Oh, boys, it was... How um, hot was it? It was tough. I even considered getting the shirt off as well, but I was actually on television until 9am, and we don't, <laughs> want to, we don't want to do that to our listeners, have the old scarecrow on there. Look. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was pretty it tough, was, It was fixed. quite warm on the, uh, on the Friday. So Aircon's not fixed, but we've gone a fan. Okay. Just doing the job. Yeah, it's good, yeah. It's ricocheting off the wall. So if I leave here with swollen glands, you know why? But See, no, it's good. We'd bring a jumper tomorrow. See, no one can accuse us of, you know, being Ron Radio, getting to the head. It's just uh, we're just battling away with the fan, you know. You think <laughs> find a way, don't you? Just find a way. So that noise in the background for all our listeners, no, it's the fan. Can anyone hear that? Here, I'll put this over. Hang on. Can you hear that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that no, sounds like it's doing the job. Like. I wish this was on TV. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. You'll blow that wig off, Loz. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, boys. Buddy, going. Uh, it was great to catch up with you guys on Friday at the BSB lunch and, and also mingle with a few of the listeners. Do we, we've got some fantastic listeners, people from, from far and wide uh, travelled to get to that lunch and... It was a colourful lunch. Uh, tell you what, Locker wasn't he in great form? Just one of the best. He yeah, didn't take uh, so didn't smart. take much to get uh, to get him going. Block. He was excited to get on stage. <laughs> Got plenty of like. stories, isn't he? Oh, the best, oh the best. God. Why don't you tell a few of those? Blocks? You were just yeah. sort of sitting there, uh, letting Block have the stage. Oh, well, that was that was my job, Luke. That was my <laughs> job, just to wind those two up and let them go at it. And they've got better stories than me. Yeah. I enjoyed the lunch, boys. It was good, wasn't it? It was great. It was and well great. done to you two. Uh, rare praise from us on this show is <laughs> your uh, auctioning off of the Brumbies jersey at the end there, yeah. uh, which was, what, the Simon Brumbies jersey, and you managed to squeeze 1200 bucks out for that. So that was good stuff. You know, don't make a habit of it. It feels uncomfortable copying praise from you guys. <laughs> I'm used to just getting hammered. <laughs> uh, boys. I want to ask you about... 
Do you know, have you seen much of this Imperatries, which is set to, well, it's the favourite for the Canterbury Stakes on Saturday? Um, I have. The Kiwi Mayor, Yeah, the Kiwi Mayor. Uh, Four-time group, one winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Looks really good, Mido, to be honest. So looking forward to seeing how that field shapes up tomorrow when they do the acceptances. I know in the Congo will be there as well. So that'll be a stacked sprint race. And she's sort of going to have a fitness edge, having had a few runs back, where a lot of our horses here are resuming. So... Mate, I know there was decent odds bet about her in futures markets. A few of the boys have been crowing about the overs they've got. So, yeah, uh, there'll be a little bit riding on her on, on Saturday. Big show, mate. We'll leave you to it. Have a great day, boys.